0: For us, um, I mean, I met Ebena in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And one thing about her was, even though she lived most of her life in the UK, yeah. she always spoke to her mum
1: in tree. So she, her tree was on point. Wow, I mean, it was it's better fluid. than yours. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: serious, like...
1: And you wouldn't think that. When you talk to you, you wouldn't think that. But there's people, because I don't meet a lot of Ghanaians that are flowing in trees. It's yeah. hard for me. When I meet someone that's going Ghanaian, like, well, trees, so I get excited. Yeah, I get I'm, excited. I'm,
0: I got excited. Yeah. So from <laughs> so there, I remember when we were speaking, I was like, you know what? It's important that we pass this on to the children because for me, I, I can see the void. Like, you know, around the time when I met Abna, yeah. I couldn't speak. I could speak Fanti, Elizabeth, I knew house words. So if it came to like, you know, go and tidy your room, yeah. go and cook some rice, you know, sweep the floor, I'd, I can understand house words. But when it came to full conversation, proverbs, idioms, I was lost. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we spoke about it and I said, you know, when the children are born, we need to make sure they can speak our language. Because, because of that, I felt a bit of a cultural disconnect growing up. And I didn't want them to have that. I didn't want them to feel part British. Yeah. So, well, part British, but not really British because, you know, you have a history, you have a, a culture and your parents came to the UK and not to be on the other side where you go to Ghana and people say, oh, Bruni, or <laughs> you know, you're a foreigner yeah. and just be somewhere in the middle. I, I wanted them to feel like, you know, you are fully Ghanaian and, and don't be confused about it. I love that. So yeah. when the children were born, we just said, the first thing we we're going to do was to make tree the language of the house. Yeah. So in order mm-hmm. for that to happen, I knew I had to step up my tree game.
1: 100%. So um,
0: I was studying and really trying to, to get it to that next level. Mm-hmm. So in the house, we would sing nursery rhymes. Yeah. Um, we would you know, read to him, tell him stories or some books we had in English. Yeah. And as we were reading the bedtime stories, we were translating in our heads in tree yeah. so that he could understand, giving him actions and so yeah. on. You know, Fast forward a few years, it, it, that they could speak tree, they could read it and they could write it. And people were like, well, how did you manage to do it, living in the UK? And at the time, they'd never been to Ghana. Um, and I remember one time, my mom took. Um, I sat down on a bus, and one of the ladies heard him in tree, and she turned around and said, "Oh, when, when did he come from Ghana?" <laughs> and my mom was like, she's never been to Ghana," and we wow. were so surprised. Wow. And through that, some of our friends were like, oh, "You know, it would be great if you guys could help us tell us, you know, how did you guys do it?" So that's where Destination Africa started. Okay. It came from a place where you know we wanted to share with the community and say, you know what, if you want to teach your children tree, it's a great platform. And not only that, some of the other things we were incorporating to sort of build up his self-esteem, his identity, and who he was through learning African flags, through learning about culture, through storytelling, and through presentation skills, all these things, we brought it together and then Destination Africa was born.
1: That's powerful, man. That's powerful. So it just seems that just from the communities that you plugged into and the people that you surrounded by, like this just kind of like was birthed through like, like natural demand and people seeing you and Abba are doing what you're doing on the day to day. Exactly. Exactly. And, and it
0: really led to that sense of being really purposeful about what we are And I always say to people, especially with, with children, you know, have a plan, have a plan. It sounds silly, but have a plan because what tends to happen is people have this mindset like, oh, okay, you know what? my children get old enough we'll go to ghana we'll go to nigeria they'll spend six weeks in the village and then they're going to speak pure yoruba pure tree pure inzima and then come back and they're going to (laughs) be fluent and the reality (laughs) is
1: it doesn't work that way really it's It's joy what so you can even have you can have a kid in the country and raise them there and it wouldn't be fun unless you speak it to them i mean
0: it it happens here even in ghana you get lots of families where they're so hell-bent on pushing them to speak English that they're forgetting to teach them their language of their, their mother tongue. And children are being disconnected. And uh, I'm saying there's nothing worse than living in Ghana. Someone comes from another country and they're teaching you your mother tongue. That's
1: crazy. You oh, know, man. It's, really uh, it, a it's not a place you Just want it. to be in. It's crazy. There's this ongoing debate, Michael, about whether or not trees can be extinct in the, yeah. in the newer generations. What's your yeah. thoughts on that? My thoughts are, it's
0: down, to, it's down to us. It's down to us. I think um, if we sit there and do nothing, if we have a, um, an apathetic mindset about it, it will get extinct. Um, and then that would be no one's fault to blame but ourselves. And if it does, what else do we lose? Some people say it's just a language, you know. It doesn't matter. Other languages are, getting, uh, are dying out. But the question is, what are you losing with that language? Yeah. What culture, what history, what heritage, what art, what law, you know, when you speak another language and someone translates it, sometimes you, you lose the meaning of True. it. Yeah. Um, and it's about, once you understand the full meaning of what the words are actually saying, yeah. it automatically gives you a different paradigm shift as to does, what yeah. is happening in this language. How do the people think? Um, so. It would only be um, devastating. Yeah. You know, I, I say people come to Ghana other than the partying at Christmas yeah. for the culture, for the heritage, for the history of what happened.
1: Mm-hmm. Now,
0: if we're bending over backwards to not speak our language, to not show them our culture and our history, why would they come to Ghana? That's actually, it's like you're it's losing your
1: identity. You're losing your identity. a very good are. point. We're we'll just bringing the West here. Yeah, West is already there. Why do we need to bring the West here? Yeah, exactly. That's another danger exactly. as well. So it's it's sad. I mean, it's great. that Ghana's on the map more, but yeah. it's sad that you know we're not really um, taking advantage of what Ghana is all about and our culture yeah. and stuff. I mean, there's a bits of it, but yeah. shadows of it. I don't think it's enough. Exactly. I don't think we're doing enough. Yeah, I right. don't think you're doing enough. Okay. And um, I think for you, of course, you kind of worked on Destination Africa. You and Abana, mm-hmm. uh, from the UK, and then when did you move when did you move to Ghana so we moved to Ghana in 2019 2019 okay cool that year yeah, it was just the pivotal year for a lot of people oh, um, it was a year a lot of people moved and a lot of things happened the year return of course yes. um, and then you guys wanted to kind of launch you within Ghana as well was that yeah. the plan or it just happened
0: so it was always a plan once, okay. once we decided we wanted to move a few years before um, we were just putting things in place planning hope you know just strategizing and then Covid and everything else happened, and it yeah. happened quicker than, than yeah. to a certain extent than, than we planned for. But sometimes you have to roll with the punches. Yeah. Um. So since we've been in Ghana, we've mm-hmm. we've had uh, multiple terms, multiple classes. Yeah. Um. We we ran classes at the Legon Botanical Gardens. We done we done some online. So, you know, we had the UK destination Africa family mm-hmm. joining online, learning to cook jollof. <laughs> um, I love that. Know, it was. Yeah. But it's been a lot of fun, so we so far we sort of we're merging the face to face classes with the online ones, yeah. and now we get to that place where we're about
1: to release our
0: academy shortly.
1: yeah, we'll get back to that um we'll definitely gonna talk about that. Why destination Africa if there's a lot of um focus around ghana
0: so destination africa is i will say it's part of who you are. it starts from where you are mm-hmm. so in in the u k one of the first things we did was to teach tree because. That was a language we knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though we were in the UK, it wasn't solely a focus on Ghana. It was a focus on Africa, or we would have called it Destination Ghana. <laughs> um, so when people came, it wasn't just Ghanaians. Okay. Oh, yeah. We had
1: Ghanaians coming as well. Yes. We had yeah. Nigerians, we
0: had Tanzanians, we had South Africans, we had those from the Caribbean. We yeah. had mixed heritage um, families. We even had Turkish
1: and Canadians. Whoa. And, and, and I What did that, what did that Turkish, um Turkish, and We we
0: had one um, purely Turkish family.
1: Who came no! Purely
0: Turkish. And you know what? The, the son was five years old at the time. And um, we asked him, like, well, why did you come to these classes? And he was like, oh, you know, in future, his son saying that he wants to do business in Africa. So he wants to learn an African language.
1: Did that give you a light bulb moment when you hear that?
0: You know what? I mean, for me, the light bulb moment went on a few years ago, <laughs> but this gave me a secondary light bulb
1: and just made me realise that
0: look, someone isn't from the African continent saw some classes about culture and language That's and stuff, insane. and just decided that he's he's going to do it. He, he, he's and, and that's the intentionality I'm talking about.
1: Okay, cool. Because he's got kids as well.
0: Yeah. So he, he had a five-year-old at the time okay, and a cool. three-year-old. who came.
1: That's actually a good point. So it's not only for necessarily Ghanaians or Africans. It's for non-Africans who want to relocate or invest or live in Africa.
0: Invest, yeah. And, and no. I also, I say it's investing in your children. Children. So we, we had another family where um, mixed-race child, mm-hmm. um, British or English heritage. Yeah. And the, parent, the, the father was, was Nigerian. Mm. But he didn't want to teach the children about their culture. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to teach them about the language. So she she saw this destination, found found us signed up joined it and said absolutely loved it. And she said she wants her child, who's of mixed heritage, to know equally about both sides of the family. And that's the that's the intentionality I'm talking about. That's that for someone on the other side to to do their job and more. You know, it should really be the parent from that side to to say, you know, this is important to me. I need to do it um, for my child, so that they know
1: both sides of their identity. Ooh, I love that,
0: which, which doesn't happen very often. And something I've realised in yeah. patterns is wherever there's normally, and I, 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 I might get shot down for this, but, <laughs> but wherever there's a say an African parent, yeah, and another uh, a parent from another group, whether it's yeah. European, whether it's South American, whether it's Asian, yeah. The parent that is non African is, is more like the, the dynamic of dominance is with, with the non African. Sure. So if there's French and yeah. African, yeah, they're more likely to know the French than they are to know the African language. It's if true. they are Asian, if yeah. they are uh, Malay yeah. and any African country, yeah. they're going to know Malaysian. If they're Spanish, Spanish will be the first language. Every now and then mm. it's the other way around, but in the majority, and that's because. Our intentionality to teach our children our culture and, our, and their identity isn't there.
1: And then this is where this Nation African comes in, really, exactly. to really push push that envelope and to really kind of balance out exactly that um you know that area. This is very very powerful, very 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 powerful. Honestly, like I never thought about that way. Like when you just told me that even non-Africans trying to you know come into you to your, to get involved with your platform, so they can. Pass these values onto their kids, and you know, and to learn a bit more, you know, about Africa and you know how to kind of like integrate their family into the country, into the continent. I think it's really powerful stuff. So of course, so now, so so of course, move to Ghana. Destination Africa is.